0: Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to another edition of Discover DEP, the official podcast of the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection. You can now download Discover DEP and subscribe to future editions through iTunes and Google Play. We are quickly approaching the start of the 2016 beach season down the Jersey Shore, and once again, New Jersey's water quality is excellent, and the beaches are in excellent shape. Last season, New Jersey's monitored ocean and bay beaches were open 99.9% of the time, an extraordinary record. The state consistently ranks as a national leader in water quality, and monitoring in part by DEP's Cooperative Coastal Monitoring Program, or CCMP, helps make sure that we maintain the same level of water quality for everyone who visits the shore and our back bay areas. Today, we are very happy to be joined by Virginia Lofton, who oversees the Cooperative Coastal Monitoring Program. Virginia, welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for being with us. Virginia, what is the Cooperative Coastal Monitoring Program?
1: This program started in its earliest days in the mid-1970s as a way to monitor water quality at public recreational bathing beaches we collect samples for fecal coliform bacteria which is an indicator that there may be a pathogen that could affect human health so when so something
0: that could get you sick if you
1: right exactly
0: and uh, you collect the data and and then uh, analyze it
1: yes Uh, we we work with county health department partners and local health departments they collect they do the actual sample collection Uh, take it to a certified lab and the results are available just usually in about 24 hours.
0: What's involved in taking a sample?
1: It involves somebody going out into the water collecting a sample from between knee depth and chest depth in order to get a sample that's representative of the bathing area for the largest number of people.
0: And how do you decide where you're going to collect samples?
1: All of our sample collection locations are determined by the health departments. The majority of the sample sites are located near areas where there are potential sources of contamination to bathing beaches. For example, storm drain outfalls could affect water quality at beaches. Some areas with coastal lake discharges, um, we have bathing beaches nearby. We collect samples around those discharges. If there is an area with a large uh, section without a potential source of contamination or pollution, we will collect a sample that in an area that is representative of all of those beaches. So our beaches are actually sampled in what we would call quote sort of the worst possible conditions. If you're collecting near a pollution source, you are going to get a sample that could potentially have a bacteria level higher than an area that doesn't have, does not have a source of contamination. So Considering all that and the good water quality we've had, we're um, doing some good work in order to remediate any sources.
0: Yeah, it's amazing if you're collecting at the places that are uh, potentially the ones where you would expect to find some sort of uh, pollution or or something in the water that uh, last year, 99.9% of the time, the beaches were open. That says a lot towards the work that uh, the state as well as uh, county and local governments have done to remediate, as you said, the, uh, the stormwater discharges or whatever that go into the ocean to make right. sure that uh, when there is a rain or something, they're not discharging a lot of stuff that, That's that uh, pollutes the water. That's great. So what has the CCMP been doing in the run-up to the 2016 beach season?
1: Well, we start very early in the year. So after beach season ends in 2015, we start putting together reports, um, summarizing what happened in the 2015 beach season. And probably in January, we start planning for the 16th season. Um, Things stay relatively constant. We look at, uh, we, we write a new quality assurance project plan, which all of the counties sign off on. It sort of details, the way we're gonna collect samples, the number of samples per county, and all other sort of scientific details of the program. We have an annual meeting with all of our partners, including uh, the county health department representatives and their staff and local health departments, and our own enforcement people and our uh, SEHA group. They all attend this meeting so that we're all prepared for the beginning of the 2016 summer beach season.
0: So this really is a partnership?
1: It's absolutely a partnership. Yes, that's
0: that's great. You had mentioned SeaHA. What does that stand for?
1: The County Environmental Health Act, and they are the people who transfer the money. We get money from EPA to monitor the beaches, and SeaHA is how we get the money to the counties, and we give them uh, this money can only be spent for monitoring uh, bathing beaches and public notification of beach conditions. So. That's how they pay for their sampling.
0: Wow, that's a partnership reaching all the way from Washington, right? That's right. Onto the Jersey Shore. That's, that's right. right. How many different monitoring uh, places are there? Uh, do we monitor for every every season?
1: We have 215 monitoring stations. However, we have many more beaches than that. We have about we have more than 650 public recreational bathing beaches, and those are beaches that are lifeguarded. If a beach is not lifeguarded, it's not considered a public recreational bathing beach. You've got to have a lifeguard. You've got to have safety equipment. The beach has got to be inspected prior to each season. So we have actually more public beaches than any other east coast state.
0: Which is amazing. We have 127 miles of beach coastline, but yet we have more public bathing beaches. That's right, yeah. That uh, is a tribute, I think, to just how popular the Jersey Shore is and um, how integral it is to the fabric of this state and all the visitors that come in from literally all over the country and and all over the world. Definitely. yeah, it's great and part of that is due, a large part of that is due to the quality of our beaches and our water which is is great. You also do um, surveillance from the air I understand. Yes we do. And what is the purpose of that?
1: Well we fly our coast six days a week and we're looking for any condition that may affect bathing water quality or beaches and these conditions include uh, possible slicks of floatable trash, debris, wood debris. We can see those from the air. We can see broken sewer lines from the coastal sewage treatment plants and uh, obviously follow up on those. We can see visual or visible uh, algal blooms but we also have a sensor in our airplane that detects chlorophyll levels along the coast. And so we look at those chlorophyll levels in order to maybe get um, an early heads up on whether a bloom might be developing.
0: So those chlorophyll levels help you know if there's one of those big algal blooms that uh tide or something like for that. Example,
1: right. And if we see the elevated levels, we will collect samples and analyze them in our lab, and we are looking for first of all, bloom concentration, so anything up above a certain number of organisms or um, toxic species.
0: So when people see a plane flying, I imagine you fly fairly low over yes. the coast. Yes. And uh, not far off the coast, probably pretty no, close in.
1: Right. We're close to the beach. We're flying anywhere five 500 to 800 feet um, when we're over the water. We do go up and down to get different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you some idea. But not only do we see, I mean, we rarely see floatable Floatable slicks—that's not common where I was, maybe earlier in the '80s. But uh, but we see all kinds of different things from the air: massive schools of fish, dolphins, whales, skates. Uh, and is stuff. the plane
0: marked? You would say DP on it, or
1: unfortunately, it does not. It is one of our Forest Fire Service airplanes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two planes that we fly with them, and we also use their helicopters in cases where we might need to hover over an incident.
0: Do so, you ever go up in the in the plane?
1: I've been flying since 1992. So, so yes. <laughs> if people
0: are on the beach and they see one of these planes coming by, they ought to wave at. You. Right. Yeah. So right. Low. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a it's a white plane with red markings.
0: Okay. Everybody look for that white plane right. with red markings and wave to Virginia. Right. And you see her flying by, because she's doing important work in protecting the quality of our water. What other uh, things do you do during the season? For instance, if uh, someone on a beach reported, "Oh, there's there's Garbage place where they could report that and you you would follow up?
1: Yes, that we would hope that people would call our hotline, the 888 warn DEP hotline. Um, That phone call, any report of any incident on any tidal waters in the state, will come to me and we will follow up with our coastal partners, our county, uh, coastal county partners. So we get all kinds of different phone calls, anything from Jellyfish washing up or eelgrass washing up to maybe a report of trash or some other concern.
0: And you said you've been flying since 1991? 92. 92, so that's almost, this would be your 25th year then. Uh, how have you seen things uh, improve over the course of that time?
1: Definitely a reduction in slicks of debris and trash. We have, we not only have the coastal monitoring program, but we also have the clean shores program. And Clean Shores is a program that uses state inmate labor to clean debris that has floated up onto tidal shorelines. So we've been doing that since 1989 and um, have found an enormous reduction in amount of debris that's washing up. So we see, less, we see fewer slicks from the air and we are finding in some cases less debris washed up on shorelines. Uh, debris on shorelines is always storm related. If there are a lot of storms, we can, especially a northeast storm, we can expect to find debris on the on the shorelines.
0: Yeah, it gets churned up from wherever it is and, and comes in.
1: Especially a northeast storm, it's going to. It's we know exactly where that's going to blow in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, a few years ago, DP launched an interactive website in partnership with Rutgers University that can give. Uh, beachgoers real-time information about their favorite beach. Uh, Tell us what kind of information they would find on that site and where they would go to access the site.
1: The website is www.njbeaches.org. And this is the area where we update our daily water quality conditions, our sample results, our flight observations are posted on there. There's other interesting information. They can download reports. There's also a tab for found on the beach. So if you find something unusual or something you haven't seen before. If you can look there, you might find a tab that can help you identify what you're looking at.
0: Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. When my kids were younger, and they'd find the, uh, the sea skate uh, egg pouches, oh yeah, yeah, uh, they always thought those looked otherworldly.
1: <laughs> Maybe I should put that up. Actually, I don't think we have one, but that's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. those were those were always fun to see. Right. Um, so we've also seen you mentioned uh, when you're up in the air, seeing all sorts of marine life too. I guess you've seen an increase in the marine life close to shore too, as the water quality has gotten better.
1: What's interesting are these massive schools of bunker that we see. They're a just huge, and with the bunker, follow the other you know game fish, mm-hmm. bluefish and stripers and whales. So we are seeing a lot
0: and marine mammals as well.
1: Lots of dolphins. Lots of dolphins. Yep.
0: A few years ago, uh, my family and I were down the beach of Brigantine, and it was one day where there was it must have been a, I don't know if they're called the school, but of uh, sea cow rays. Oh yes. And it was such fun to watch because. They would, they would be riding the wave in, and just before the wave broke, they would turn back towards the ocean. Oh, that's great. And it's as if they were playing. You know? Right. And they were there for the whole day, uh, and it was in the paper the following morning, and, oh, yeah. and then they had moved on somewhere else. So it, uh, for those of us who are old enough to remember, you're not, but I am, uh, the days when uh, some of the things you'd find watching up on the shore were things you didn't necessarily want to find. To, to be able to go out and see the sort of um, marine life and, and know that the water is clean, is it's part of what makes the Jersey Shore such a special place.
1: Yeah, we can see schools of those skates from the air, and from the air it almost looks like a quilt. You know, it's one square yeah. after another, so they're really interesting, and they come in in massive numbers. Yeah.
0: Do you ever take uh, photographs when you're up in the air? Yes. And do those get posted on that site? if you see something There are really a couple. Cool? Yeah, yeah, there are
1: a couple. Yeah. yeah some, you know... If you're flying at 100 miles an hour, um, <laughs> trying to trying to line up a shot can be tricky. Which is sometimes good to have a helicopter you can hover.
0: So, um, in short, uh, to sum up about this uh, cooperative coastal monitoring program, I think it uh, it just provides an enormously valuable resource not only to the visitors of, uh, to our shores and to, and to everybody who goes down the shore, uh, but also in just helping us monitor the condition uh, that, that is affecting the marine environment. And uh, so it's a great resource from a scientific standpoint, as well as from a public health and just a public information standpoint.
1: Right. It really, mm-hmm.
0: is, it really is great. Virginia, tell us about the Clean Shores program that we have here in New Jersey.
1: Okay, the Clean Shores program started in 1989, and it was response in response, actually, to a lot of wash-ups of debris um, on beaches. We use state inmate labor. We have 12 months out of the year every day out in the field collecting floatable trash and debris that washes up on our tidal shorelines. We work from as far north as Jersey City, down along the coast um, to Cape May, and then back up the Delaware River shoreline as far north as about Beverly. So we clean, depending on the year and depending on the number of storms, anywhere from two to, to we've had you know six million pounds of debris removed a year. Um, it's, a, it's a cooperative effort between DEP, Department of Corrections, and the municipalities that work with us.
0: So. And what can, what can individuals do to make sure that they are helping to protect the quality of our uh, beach waters?
1: Put your trash in a proper receptacle. Do not throw it overboard if you're out on a boat. Make sure it goes into a trash can. Just try to be, you know. <laughs> and my other pet peeve is don't use plastic water bottles. Get a refillable water bottle because we pick these bottles up by the millions. Really? Yeah.
0: So basically, uh, people shouldn't litter. They should be mindful to uh, whatever they bring in to take back out. Absolutely. Along with maybe a suntan and a lot of great memories.
1: That's
0: right. So uh, Virginia, thank you so much for being with us today. really appreciate your taking time out of your very busy schedule in the run-up to beach season to share with our listeners this information about the Cooperative Coastal Monitoring Program, a great program here in the state of New Jersey that makes sure when you go down the shore, uh, the water is going to be clean and uh, safe to swim in and uh, to, to uh, enjoy. So thanks so much for being with us today, Virginia.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Discover DEP. If you have comments on the podcast or ideas for future podcast topics, please email us at podcast at DEP